Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today, we're on Psalms 127, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builder is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward for them, for him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How wonderful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. Isn't this a powerful psalm? My Bible tells me it was written for Solomon. But guess who wrote it for him? It was his dad, David. Look it up. It'll be in your Bible and then you can Google it. (laughs) This insight gives a better understanding of the psalm that to me has already so much to offer and provide us. Let's go back though a little bit. Remember, um, David wanted to build the temple for God after he gathered um, and established, you know, the um, children of Israel as a nation and they were all together and all the tribes were together. He wanted to dedicate a temple to God to get it out of the tabernacle, which remember was a tent that they could deconstruct and then reconstruct. David wanted to build that solid temple, but God said no, because David had too much blood on his hands because he was a warrior. And for whatever reason God had, he didn't want David to build it. And therefore, it would be Solomon who God ordained to build his temple. Now, scripture does not tell us whether David was disappointed at the news. He probably was a little bit. But hopefully, he took solace in knowing that it would be his son that would have the honor of building God's temple. Therefore, this temple he dedicated to his son, it gives us the insight that um, he understood the importance of having God's approval, blessing, authority, whichever adjective you want to use, um, when embarking upon the task of building God's temple. But for us, we aren't building a temple, temple per se, but we are we, there are things that we are quote unquote building are they not a family a career building relationships there could be other projects that you're doing things like that and these are no less important than what Solomon was doing believe it or not in everything we do we need to seek God to ensure that he has sanctioned it because if he is not We will experience everything that's in the psalm. We will work and we will grow tired and it will be in vain. As David states in verse 2, it's useless to do any work if God isn't in it. Suppose you don't know if what you're doing is pleasing to God, if God has blessed it. How How do you know? How do you find out, right? Well, first, we are to look at the scriptures and see if it aligns with scripture. Second, does it line up with the ministry of Christ? Now, you may think that if it lines up with scripture, then it automatically aligns with the action of Christ. 
Jesus demonstrated how we are to apply the Bible to our lives, how we are to live it. And we are to live it with compassion, walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Because let's face it, if we go back to number one, does it line up with scripture? We can pluck out a scripture, right? Pull it out of its context and make it fit our own agendas. And throughout history, we see that that's been done. But when we take the scriptures and then we align them with, and, and we look at them in, through the lens of Christ's life, we see that the scriptures guide us toward a life demonstrated through Christ and how to apply it. And I can give you an example of the woman, right, caught in the act of adultery. The law, scripture, said that she was to be stoned. Well, it wasn't just her that needed to be stoned. It was supposed to be her and the partner. That's for another lesson, why the Pharisees just brought the woman, right? But the law said that she was to be stoned, right? But did Jesus stone her? No. He acted out of compassion because he came, (laughs) right, being the um, sacrifice for our sins so that we wouldn't have to die in our sins, And so that's why we always line up scripture with how did Jesus apply scripture? How did Jesus live his life in accordance with the scripture, the law that was there? And then third, does it give honor and glory to God? If Christ were to return in the middle of what you were doing, would he be pleased? Would you be happy to present what you've done before him or would you be embarrassed? (laughs) You see, all three of these must be in the affirmative for you to have the assurance that you're walking in alignment with God's will, with his blessing. Moving on to verses three through five. This is the one that indicates that David wrote this for his son. This is a father who understands the value of children and wants them to succeed and is also very proud of his son. These last three verses were a disconnect for me at first until I understood, you know, that David wrote it for Solomon. And then it made all the, you know, all, all, it made more sense to me. And for you parents out there, you know, you are raising children with the understanding that they belong to God, that he has an assignment for them. It's not what you want for them. It's what he created them to to do and to become. Therefore, as you pray over your children and for your children, the prayers are for them to be men and women of God, that they are safe, that they are loved, and they are that they are living by his will. I know parenting isn't an easy job, especially now, right? In this age where everything is not only okay, but is celebrated and it's seen. I grew up in a time where parents could somewhat shelter their children from, you know, outside influences until an appropriate time, but not now. Now parents must ensure an open dialogue between their children at an early age so that when their child hears or faces, you know, something that is unfamiliar, then they're comfortable to bring it to their parents, the issue, and then they can discuss it further because there is no way a parent can stay on top of all that is plastered on the media. It just isn't. So ensure that your children know that they can come to you with anything and that you can sit down and talk to them and walk them through why you may agree or disagree or to allow them to see more of the um, 
sides of a different of the issue to help them to think critically and not just face value when looking at this psalm through the lens of caregiving (laughs) we see two things first children are a gift from God and a blessing a blessing that may be called upon to reciprocate the care and nurturing they received from their parents in the form of caregiving as was my case so treat your children right they may be the ones that you need as you grow older or if something you know catastrophic happens something that's just unforeseeable you'll need them second God blesses caregiving caregiving honors him because it's if done correctly it operates out of the fruit of the spirit but if you are caring for your loved one and you're bitter and you're haphazardly doing it you know you're not honoring God and ultimately for we as believers we care give because we understand that we're honoring God through our service through the act of caregiving And this is for those of you out there who may be caring for someone who was not kind to you, who did not value you as a child, as a spouse, as a friend, aunt, I mean, niece, nephew, sibling, what have you. Remember that you are providing this service of caregiving, this ministry of caregiving to honor God. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this day for reminding us to pause before we embark upon something. To pause enough to come before you and say, is this something that you would have me do? And if we're in the middle of something that we, that you've already blessed us to do, to pause and say, am I still doing it in accordance with your will for me? Or have I gone off and started doing things on my own thinking that I know best? This psalm, Father, teaches us how to just pause and do a check to make sure we're still in alignment with your your ordained will for our lives, allowing us to be used to build whatever you have given us dreams and ambition to do. We want to make sure that it lines up with your scripture, that it aligns up with the ministry of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that it brings honor and glory to you. Help us to learn to treat everyone right, but for the parents out there, help them to remember to raise up their child in the way that they should go, which is to love you, to seek you, to establish a relationship with you so that when they are older, they will not depart from it. We know that you provide children, that they are a blessing, but they are also on loan. So give the parents out there the insight and the patience to raise your sons and daughters in accordance with your will. Bless the caregivers out there. Help them to periodically stop and just lay before you and allow you to continue to guide them through this season of caregiving. You care for us. You are the ultimate caregiver. And so we take our, we take our lessons from you as you have been kind, as you have been patient, as you have been loving. Help us to be that toward the people that you have placed in our lives to care for. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, 
Go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus, I will see you tomorrow. Bye.